and welcome to Bend the Knee, Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight, Fist of the Dragon, Lord of the White Castle, Maker of Gains, and now, because Ezra has been so unwatchful, I had to go to the doctor, get glasses, so that <laughs> I can make sure that I've got an eye on it, Okay. Oh my gosh, that that's fan, that's fantastic. Yeah, I was about to say my my list of titles, my friend, Sir Ezra the Watchful here, Sir Ezra the Unresponsive, they, Unwatchful, they, the 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 Unwatchful and the Unresponsive, and and I'm open to more suggestions. You know, send send those my way. But friends, we are back, Matt. We're we're um we're, we're tuning in here, and we're gonna kind of go region by region, winds of winter. Something we've, I mean, we've danced around. We've had some pretty good discussions and talks, but this is sort of a compilation. So, like, we're not going to get super deep on any one area, but yeah, I think this will be good. Yeah, as uh, let's go ahead and let's just, man, get going, get diving in here. So, um, this is actually a Reddit thread from about seven years ago, but it does a great job just sort of serving as an outline for everything that Ez and I are about to go over. Um, so we're going to use this sort of as an outline and then just go from there. So this is, um, characters and plot predictions for the winds of winter. And again, um, so both a feast for crows and a dance of dragons left off with a number of cliffhangers in terms of both characters and plot. And we have something of a weight ahead of us prior to the winds of winter. <laughs> Little did they know back right. then <laughs> seven years ago. Um, fortunately, the user, uh, I guess, is no longer part of Reddit. He deleted his account, so I can't give credit. But nonetheless, uh, in order to mitigate the weight uh, and have a little fun, I thought it might be a fun idea to do some broad and or specific speculation on characters and plot points from The Winds of Winter. This is something I've done previously, and I've always really enjoyed everyone's responses. So here we go. So the far north... Uh, we have Bran Stark. He's in the cave of the Three-Eyed Crow, learning the ways of a Green Seer or a Skin Changer, right? Last known plot points from A Feast for Crows, Dance of Dragons, and the Sample Winds of Wind chapters. Um, having crossed the Northern Waste, Bran Stark, Jojen, and Mira, Hodor, and Summer have entered the cave of the Three-Eyed Crow. Under the guidance from Blood Raven, Bran eats weirwood paste and starts seeing visions of the past. Jojen hasn't been seen since a dance with dragons, Bran too, while Mira has grown distant from Bran. Meanwhile, the Night's Watch expedition to Hardhome has met disaster. Several ships are sunk, and Cotter Pike reports dead things in the woods and the water. Yeah. Yeah, the far north, man. So this is where, I mean, all, it feels like all the magic and all those different things are kind of going on. I mean, it's like, this is, I've, we've, we've speculated for years about Bloodraven and about what's happening in the cave and whether or not Jojen is alive, whether Bran is actually, you know, is, is he working on some, you know, I, he, he, the Hodor moment could be coming. We know that right from the tv show we also have then mira reed who is growing more distant but like we have no idea even based on the show like what happens to her she just literally disappears and goes away the whole Hallen reed thing never gets mentioned we never see Hallen reed we never talk about the reed children in the show and so it just I, it really goes to the whole point that you really we have no idea what is going to happen 
with those characters. And the show just drops that. So when people say, hey, this is all going to be really different. I get it, Matt. I understand 100% as to how they say that and why, you know, because those are two real, they, Matt, they're the ones who come in and say, we swear by ice and fire. Um, so right. Shocking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting because the connections to Hallen Reed, who we have yet to meet, but we know was there at the Tower of Joy. So regardless of what went down there, whether R plus L does equal J or maybe he just flat out killed Arthur Dane in single combat or something, Hallen Reed was there for very significant events. He was there at the tourney at Harrenhal as well. And Mira and Jojen show up on the orders of their father. Yeah. And then yeah. they're the ones who take Bran North to on this magical quest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 so very, very, very important. Very, very, very strange. And they, well, unless Jojen's dead, obviously. But uh, Mira certainly could reveal a lot of secrets and will play a very important role in the Winds of Winter. Yeah, and I'll just recap. Some things that Matt and I have talked about over the years are the, the one thing people got kind of tired of, right, was the Blood Raven theories. Whether is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Ravens versus crows. Uh, what does it all mean? How do Brand's dreams tie in together? And the big one is just, you know, the Brand theories, the idea that he's um, that he's going to be a king, possibly. But is he going to be changed? People are wondering, too, how the far north will connect with the wall, the events that are taking place with like John and resurrection. So, yeah, I just feel like that those are so, sort of the uh, big things that we talk about when we think about the far north. And, all, you know, also the others. Right. I don't know if that was mentioned in this Reddit post or not. But again, the others, will they have a leader? Cold hands is 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 referenced in this as well, too. Right. Who is cold hands? Um, how does he work? Are there more individuals like this? So, yeah, it's it's an, an area where it's like deep magic. And um, it's it's really cool. This song of ice and fire that's going on like in the middle of it's the Game of Thrones, all these different things. But like to the far north, you have all these powers. And then to the far south and east away with Danny, you have uh, other stuff going on, too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, OK, so let's go to the wall. So at the wall, we have Melisandre and Jon Snow, both of which are at Castle Black. Uh, Melisandre's last sort of what she's doing that we see is making vague predictions to Jon, telling him to look to the skies. And Jon Snow's last actions were getting stabbed. So wow. Jon Snow has been stabbed by key members of the Night's Watch and is currently bleeding out. Several thousand wildlings are living in and around Castle Black. Queen Selyse, Princess Shireen, Baratheon um, are staying in and they are around the King's Tower. The Weeper is on the move. Melisandre asks for Laura for a glance for Azor Ahai only to see snow. And mm -hmm. that's uh, capitalized in the Melisandre chapter from A Dance with Dragons. Yeah, and Matt and I just did a, uh, a video breaking down sort of Val and her presence there as well, right? So these are just quick summaries about some of the major characters there. But uh, Val is, is there as well, and we, we had a full breakdown on that you know the, the the thing is one of the bigger things with this is and it's again based upon the show but it is what it is they had notes from george's work and where he was going to go and outline if you will uh shireen is killed in in in, in the show so I, it's easy to kind of predict that yeah she's someone who Val doesn't like 
we almost wondered whether Val would make an alliance with Melisandre or be okay with um, killing, you know, Queen Solis's daughter. Like, how's that going to affect Stannis? How's that going to affect, like, you know, the thing that could break Stannis is this very thing, right, Matt? Like, he he could win. Yes. We, we've wondered, how does he win? How, like, it looks like he's going to win all these different things. How does he get to the point where he's just a broken man who makes a big mistake? Does news of the loss of his daughter cause him to make big mistakes or to rush headlong into something that he's not prepared for? So uh, the, the other big prediction out there is that Patchface will also go with Shireen and that he might be burned because uh, he's, a, he's a devilish type of guy, maybe a, a, a more true prophet than Melisandre. I don't know. She's scared of him in some way in, in, in the flames. Right. He's something skulls and bones and blood all around him. So, yeah, um, obviously this is probably the, the region that everyone is most interested in heading into a dance of dragons, just because, you know, we all think John, we see in the show John gets resurrected. Seems likely he's going to get resurrected in the books. When is going to be the interesting thing, and that's going to be the real setter of the table in slash when Winds of Winter ever does actually come out, because it drastically changes, I guess, how that book's going to be told. If John is resurrected at the end of the book then maybe the North isn't that big of a focus. I don't really know how, what all you could do up there. I mean, they're going to want to, I mean, and you're just going to have, have to have Jon Snow's body hidden or taken away or something. Right. Um, remember that Alistair Thorne, we've talked about this is gone. He's not there. Mm -hmm. Like he is in the show. He's one of the key members in the show that, that leads this attack. He comes when Jon Snow gets up, he kills him in the book. He's gone. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that he does. He's not going to be okay with this attack, but I've always thought it would be interesting if he wasn't and he came back. And rather, regardless of whether he learns that John was a Targaryen because he was a Targaryen loyalist during the battle, or he just thinks you that it was wrong to kill him. He, I you you it could be just something as simple as that, which could be a cool, interesting take on the story to think to know he's still our Lord Commander, regardless of whether I like him or not. Right. It's it's just you cannot kill another member of, of the Night's Watch unless they've like really done something. So and he wasn't there. He wasn't there for it. So it could be kind of cool to see what, what happens when he does come back and just how his arc is going to be portrayed. The rest of the wall and that storyline, you know, you think about Val, mm -hmm. the wildlings is all going to be de very dependent on Stannis. And I'm sure we'll get to him uh, here in a bit, like what's mm -hmm. going on over at Winterfell. But I think likely we're 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 going to be going down a path that's pretty similar with the Wall. Is yeah. John's going to get resurrected, and then we're going to be dealing with the Boltons, and then eventually we'll be dealing with the others. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so that's it's interesting. You you, you were talking about some of the other. In this Reddit post, they mentioned the Weeper, and I kind of forgot about the Weeper. But yeah, you're right that we're it's it's all about the the Wildlings, how they're um, received, and then Alistair Thorne, as you said, he comes back and like killing a member of the Night's Watch, he's not okay with. So the Weeper is he a might character, not be, yeah, yeah, he might not be right. Um, the the Weeper is a character who does kill three of the Night's Watch members, and like John is pushing for like, hey, as long as he joins us, like. We'll let him through. Now, hold on a second. I mean, again, they were all just at war, right? They were all just kind of killing each other and stuff. But it seems like the dust has settled from that and they were still holdouts. 
there's still holdouts that are beyond the wall that are, he's trying to get either at hard home or, or whatever. So I think that is kind of interesting. And there's a lot of, it's, it's just not, um, it's not, it's not clean up there. It's not clear cut. We don't really know exactly how, how everyone is going to feel. Um, the tension is just, is, it's just, it's boiling up there because you've got Queen Salis, the Queensmen, their setup shop there. They're in, they're kind of doing their own thing. You've got the Night's Watch, you've got the Wildlings. Uh, M- Melisandre is seeing things and she's willing, like, to move one way or another based upon how the flames or what she thinks is, is the right thing to do in the flames. So she's seeing snow and she's talking to Jon Snow and maybe she's starting to kind of change her mind a little bit. So she's a big wild card. Uh, up there but yeah it's unfortunate i think the whole shireen brathian thing is going to happen patch face i believe that's going to happen and um we don't the big mystery is still val and, and what the wildlings will do will they stick with john i think even john's resurrection is things that people theorize a lot about like how the exact like is it melisandra will there be some brand intervention ghost like you said we probably won't get a lot of um this was in our bannerman chat people were talking about the idea that ghost will be that vessel for John's point of view chapters for maybe a while or something. Right. Which would be fascinating. Yeah, I do think it'd be cool. I, I, I think that is probably likely that that was one of the things that we thought might happen in the, in the show with, but they just didn't, they didn't even need to discuss that route. Yeah. I, we get a, I'm trying to remember exactly where it is. Is it, is it the epilogue of a storm of swords? the chapter where Nymeria you get the chapter from Nymeria's point of view where she pulls yeah. like a body out. Well, I don't know if they actually specifically say it's Nymeria, but it's like a wolf's point of view, but it's pretty obviously to me. Like Lady and Stoneheart. She pulled, yeah, pulls yeah. Lady Stoneheart out. We could get something like that where it's from um, Ghost's point of view, but Ghost right. feels weird. There's something weird about Ghost and it's yeah taken over. So that would be interesting and, and fun. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be really cool. And I th- I think it's likely. I think that people... That could even honestly be the prologue of a, of yeah. a Winds for Winter. I know George has written several chapters, but in if you go back to his the post he made, I believe it was sometime in 2020. It was like in the middle of 2020, where he... The first time he'd really talked about Winds of Winter for a long time. Remember that post where he laid out and he was like, I have rewritten chapters. I have mm-hmm. put a lot of stuff in. So... I know we have these sample chapters, but I think I still think given the language he used in that, it is fair to say that anything that we've read from these wind sample chapters, I would not consider it. I think it's subject to change. Yeah. Isn't it interesting too, to think that what he's the author. So if he wants to change something, he can change it. Like the show went on with an outline. I love that. I love that. It's such a unique thing. He was wants to tell the best story and send us on the best adventure that, that he can. So I think it's, I think it's cool. I think you're right. I think we could see that as a prologue and um, it'd be fascinating to learn more about what John is seeing through ghost size and what ghost is, 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 is doing. So yeah, like it. Okay. Moving on to our next region here, we just simply have uh, the north, right? So we have Theon, Asha, and Davos. So Theon is uh, at Stannis's camp at the Crofters. Uh, it's a village, three days ride the west, of, uh, ride west of Winterfell. He's chained to a wall, listening to Stannis and ravens. You have Asha, same place, counseling Stannis to execute Theon. 
And then you have Davos. Last time we saw him was at White Harbor, and he's going to be sailing to Skagos to recover Rick and Stark in exchange for manderly loyalty against the Freys and the Boltons. So last known plot points, Stannis and the Boltons are on a collision course set with a fateful battle soon to be had. By Theon's sample chapter from The Winds of Winter, Stannis is preparing the battle, planning to utilize the terrain in and around Crofter's village. Stannis is sending false Arya, who's Jane Poole, back to Castle Black with Sir Justin Massey. He's also given instructions to Massey to head to Bravos to hire sellswords, you know, the Golden Company, if he can. Roose Bolton has contentious lords under his roof and has dispatched Frey and Manderly men into the Wolfswood to destroy Stannis Baratheon's host or die trying. Lord Wyman Manderly was attacked by Hostine and was last seen bleeding inside Winterfell. Davos Seaworth sails for Skagos, having learned from Wyman Manderly and Robert Glover that Rickon is on Skagos. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll start with we'll start with Theon here. Um, you know, Theon's end is is end of a dance of dragons is really interesting. That's where we have the attacks inside Winterfell, who is the hooded man mm-hmm. theory. Some people think he's not even a real person. Some right. people think it's Theon, right? In his own in his own imagination, because given some of the language that he has. I guess for me, Theon and Winds of Winter. I don't think he's going to die. You know, Asha's here trying to uh, encouraging Stannis to execute him. I do ultimately believe there's still more to go with Theon's storyline and that I do think we will probably he will probably have a little bit of redemption. He will probably meet John again and or 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 Bran again. I don't know if it's going to go down the same line that the show does where he's defending Bran in Winterfell you know, mm-hmm. against a Night King or even just others in the books. It would be super cool. It would be it would be super cool. And I've often said in talking about trying to use the show, one of the things that's so interesting in the books compared to the show, even for the chapters we do have, is the point of view chapters that George uses to tell a story like you, we, we just covered a clash of Kings again to go back to the battle of the Blackwater. I really love those battle of the Blackwater chapters because you go from Davos who's on one side mm-hmm. to Tyrion who's on the other side to Sansa who's up in the castle, like hearing the right. battle go on and you're going around. And I've always thought in the event we get anything similar to the show, Theon would be like such a cool chapter to be one of those chapters that if the Battle of Winterfell happens exactly the same way as it does in the show. Not saying it's going to, mm-hmm. but I thought Theon's chapter would be such a cool chapter because it'd be like he gets stabbed by the Night King. He's falling down and he's like turning over. And then as the chapter's ending, you can see like you just see him like marching towards Bran. And like that's yeah. how the page ends. It would just be a really, really cool chapter to describe in that way. Then it would have to shift to Bran or even Arya or, mm-hmm. you know yeah not that it's going to go that way but something similar even if it's with another even if it's with a white walker or fighting your honor any of those things i thought it would be a really cool way to do that yeah it builds that suspense and like you said even as just as you were saying there if he does start to die uh and then we see him marching towards brand we want resolution for that what george will do is take us outside you know the gods would and take us back out to the battle with someone else um and that that was, you know, so we, we don't even get to see really it takes a couple more chapters 
to get back to that conclusion. That's just what he does. And it's, it's fantastic. Now, the other characters like uh, Mance Raider, I think that's still a big one. A character who's been mentioned since the very beginning of the series. What was George's plan for that character? It's just kind of wild to think that the show had, I don't, I mean, it just, that can't be his, his end here. He's mentioned in the pink letter. He's, he's sent here. Is he captured? Is he not? Is he that hooded uh, figure that you talked about? Some people theorize that he is. He's probably not, but um, yeah, he's, he's still there and he's communicating with folks in and out of Winterfell. And I think he knows a way out. He knew a way in. So I think we'll see more of Mance Raider. But uh, yeah, Stannis marching Manderly too. The whole thing going down with Manderly. I, Manderly has already spoken with Davos and Davos is bringing Rick on. And I think when Manderly's men get there with Stannis, they're just going to stop, sit down, shake hands. The phrase are running headlong. This is why you and I have said, like, it really looks like Stannis is going to win that battle. And the, the tricky part is that Manderly is still inside. And it's it's all about maybe helping people find a way. If they have Theon, I think he would then know a way to sneak back in to Winterfell. So if he sticks with Stannis, he can show them how to get in there. Because I'm a little worried about Manderley in there. I think he's a, he's dead. If especially if you find out that his men are fighting for Stannis and and he's still inside, that that becomes kind of tricky. So uh, we'll see how how that's navigated because he's already set up a sort of a tentative peace or truce or an alliance with Davos sending him to Skagos to get Rick on Manderly has already done that. So that'll be cool to see how that all unfolds. But I, I think, I think, uh, and he, I, you know, even if Manderly does die, I feel like a lot of this is just revenge, you know, knowing that he gets his son back or, 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 or whatever he is. Um, he's upset with Bolton for betraying the North and he's upset with the Lannisters and everything. He was all behind King Rob, a, a true Northman, even though he's from a whole, that whole house is very interesting. I've always loved the idea that that house is relocated and the Starks take them in and they found another harbor where where they've um, been investing. I think it was shout out to this this uh, this podcast, uh, Order the Greenhand, who did ask Martin, will that become a thing? Is there a plan to talk more about um, all of that and, and the Manderleys and stuff? So, yeah, fascinating. Yeah, I, I'm with you on the Manderleys and essentially this will tie into Rickon is I, I lately i've been thinking more about the idea that i don't think it's going to be sansa and the veil coming up to save if if stannis loses and we go down a similar path and john is resurrected and has to go lead a battle against against him in a battle of the bastards sansa's arc which we'll get to here shortly is just seen is just so different because she's not fleeing ruse bolton or Ram, and ramsey bolton mm-hmm. ramsey bolton yeah. excuse me uh, Ramsey Snow. She's not. She's not fleeing her marriage with him. So that's so drastic. So drastically different. So what if it is perhaps instead a a battle? Even if it's taking place at Castle Black, if if Stannis is defeated and Ramsey's now going to go, even if he did write the Pink Letter, which I don't think he did, but even if he did, it does seem like we might get some showdown between Ramsey and John. And what if it's actually instead of Sansa coming in with the veil, what if it is Rickon and Davos mm-hmm. and some Skagosi yeah. on their unicorns, which I think are really some sort of, you know, more beasts, right? Just with a single horn, like right. more rhinos really than, than uh, what are we traditionally think of unicorns. So I think that could be an interesting way to still do it. And then Rickon would be playing more of a part. The problem is that Rickon in the books 
is like four years old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's like, he's so I don't think Rickon's going to be on the battlefield at four years old, but the Skagosi could view him as a very important piece themselves because mm -hmm. they're kind of out there on their own, kind of wildlings, kind of not. Right. And they could view him as a very, very important, important piece. Yeah. I, I, I 100% think that is as possible. I mean, they have to, I feel like Davos is going to be in some way reintegrated with either Stannis or John or Melisandre. Uh, we saw tidbits of that, you know, hinted at in the show. And, and so, yeah, it's just bringing Rick on in. I feel like he'll be at the back of some host, right. Instead of leading it because of his age, he'll just be at the back of it uh, with Davos there. And they, they have propped him up and, Sh uh, shaggy dog like the wildness of Rickon. it all kind of makes sense that that he would fit in with this super wild uh group and and come back and 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 help in some way and davos manderly knows that's going on he knows that it's a possibility that they can bring him in and that's why he's agreed to back stannis because stannis has already shown that he, he's willing to put somebody in as the lord of of winterfell and 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 do this so Davos is, is making an arrangement. He has the, the king's approval, King Stannis's approval, to make an arrangement, making a, a, an alliance like this. So that would be really cool to see that all unfold. And the crazy thing is, is that like all of that will go in Stannis's favor. And I think something will be his undoing. And it could be his, his daughter or his wife. I mean, losing your whole family if your wife kills herself and your daughter was killed by Melisandre. It might not just be uh, uh, Davos that says, shame on you, Melisandre. That might be the thing. Davos could end up killing Stannis. As crazy as that sounds. If if Stannis burns Shireen, Davos yeah. could sort of lose it and they could end up killing. They could he could end up in a totally weird diff different take on well, it. Well, yeah, exactly. So either that, like, yeah, if Stannis is like a okay with that happening, yeah, Davos could get really upset and that, that for sure. If Stannis is doing his thing and Melisandre's still at the wall. And Davos and Stannis find out that like his you wife see, and daughter is dead and Patchface is dead and Melisandre's behind it. I think she's going to be on the outs. Do you see any scenario in which Brienne of Tarth kills Dav kills Stannis? No. I don't know. I mean, I know she swore to, right? That was the whole thing. Like, like that is, that's why in the show you, you like, you look at some of that stuff. It, it, the only way it could go down similarly is if Brienne, I mean, we'll get to her, but Brienne would have to get away from Lady Stoneheart and go north and mm -hmm. hear about this Arya Stark that's on the run, find Jane Poole, and then also perhaps find Stannis same way it's done in the yeah. show. Stannis is in the woods by himself after this battle and then kill him as revenge yeah. for Renly. Yeah, it did. Yeah, like you said, it, it would take Lady Stoneheart going all the way up there because in the show they put her right beside him. And, it, and in the show, it, I felt like they didn't know what to do with Brienne. Yeah, she she she's season, in there. Season season seven, she she has a she has a cool fight with Arya, just for like the sake of it. But mm -hmm. other yeah. than her final moment with Jamie, and, and then, then her and then final, just the her finer stuff between yeah. her and Tormund. Tormund, which is freaking like that was that was like Genius. by far the that was, good. That, was, <laughs> that was the most funny part of of the show. That was actually something the show did well. I, whether it's there or not in the books is, is doesn't matter because right. it was it was funny and actually worked. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I do like the idea of her getting knighted and then getting to 
to have to write Jamie's name in the book and it's hard right. and hard, heartbreaking. Yeah. Like that I think was actually was she of actually of all the characters had a sort of decent ending. I mean yeah. not like good for her, but I think it was like in terms of writing, I think it was actually Yeah. It was good. It's 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 just the what it's just this what do you dramatic. Do? It was a good dramatic it was a good drama. Right. So yeah, if it ends the same way in the books, it's awesome. But then like those big moments versus Stannis or Jane, like how that all unfolds in the books is going to be obviously different. But um, if it ends the same way with her doing that, like like similar stuff and being there in the King's Garden writing in the white book, I'm all for that. That is actually a great way to yeah. kind of have her her arc tied up. So, OK, um, let's move on to uh, the veil. So Sansa, right? She's at the gates of the moon, learning the ways of Littlefinger, pretending to be Elaine Stone. So some big plot points from the veil. Littlefinger has successfully quieted the Lord's declarant and has brought bought himself a year in time in the veil. Littlefinger is also poison, likely poisoning Robert Aaron, albeit slowly, so that he will seem innocent of the crime. Sansa is learning the ways of Littlefinger and is able to more quickly pick up on Littlefinger's plots. Littlefinger plans to have Sansa marry Harry the heir, Harding, claiming fealty from the Vale to, and take the North. However, Sir Shadrick the Mad Mouse has just arrived at the Gates of Moon and has sworn service to Littlefinger. Sir Shadrick, if you recall, was the knight that Brienne encountered on the way to Duskendale. He's searching for Sansa to recoup money lost in his ransom. Sansa has inadvertently revealed information to Miranda Royce that might reveal her identity. Mm. Now I will say as that Sansa is the one is like, really she's not the one, but she is one of the characters that in the books, I have no idea what's going to happen to her because she's a total chess piece to me that George is going to have to figure out because even whether you try to sort of fit stuff into the show as like a rough outline. Mm -hmm. She's like not where she is. Totally different person. Totally different piece. So to me, like almost all of her arc that happens in the show is not happening to her going forward. Maybe maybe she will end up as queen of the north. I'd be fine and could see could see that. But the way we're gonna get there is totally different. And then just sort of projecting how I think the books in my head canon and I think a lot of people's sort of mindset of how the books will finish very differently. I'm still struggling to see how I think she's going to get to uh, to go forward. I mean, she could she could marry young Griff. She mm -hmm. could stay in the veil for a bit and be involved in something that's going on with King's Landing, mm -hmm. like sending knights there. We could run into Lady Stoneheart. There's a lot of different paths and avenue for Sansa, the the sort of key theory surrounding Sansa that I think has some validity is the like the five champions. Yeah. Right. And that ultimately she could end up marrying or being promised to marry a Targaryen, whether that's young Griff as a false Targaryen, a real or a real Targaryen or even John or something. It does look pretty likely that that is what's going on with her. And that could be a power play. I mean, her real conflict currently and probably and going forward into winds of winter and perhaps dream of spring is with little finger yeah for sure and you know you brought up that that theory about the uh different champions and like the one right prior to being like engaged to or married to it uh, like a targaryen 
uh, is the uh, Harry the Air. So it's yeah. So it's it was so the five champions were Lionel. Um, let me see here. The Ashford Theory, right? Mm-hmm. So Lionel Baratheon, Leo Tyrell, Tybalt Lannister, Humphrey Harding, and Valar Targaryen. Yeah, those were the five champions. So she was promised to Lionel Baratheon, who technically, if you really, if you really want to get technical about it, it people think, well, it's really Joffrey Lannister. Well, it's not even actually Joffrey Lannister; it's Joffrey Hill, uh, because mm-hmm. he's a bastard. Leo Tyrell, she was married to uh, Willis. Or she was potentially talked to being married to Willis Tyrell. Tybalt Lannister, she was literally, she was actually married to Tyrion, Mm -hmm. who she's technically still married to. Mm -hmm. There was no annulment. There was no divorce. Not consummated, Uh, yeah. Right. Now she's promised to Humphrey Harding, or or planning to. And then the final one is a Targaryen. Now, it could be interesting if the final Targaryen is also sort of a fake Targaryen, which would be young Griff, if that, you know, that scenario. So that means the first and the last would technically be not really a Baratheon. Sure. If you sure. want to go that route. Yeah. Unless she and Jon Snow, Jon Targaryen are going to, you know, right. you know which is crazy. Um, yeah, man, I, I actually think Sansa is a big wild card like the show sends her north but in the book she might be going back to king's landing like uh sir shadrick the mad mouse is also an interesting character because brianne does know him and she is searching for a maid with auburn hair and you know and he's like yeah we know we know we know he's like we we get it we're looking forward to and so he will come across her if, if she does undye her hair and um if miranda royce does figure out that this is sansa stark well that's going to be a big deal um, so things can unfold pretty quickly here for Littlefinger, but Sir Shadrick has been is in Littlefinger's employ, maybe in his in maybe he's got maybe he's buying him. Um, I, if, if that's the case, if he's working for Littlefinger, is he really going to take her back to which would the Mad Mouse take her back to King's Landing, or would he maybe later on um, mention to Brienne where she's at? Like if he comes across Brienne later on, could he say, "Hey, I actually met someone like that." Uh, or in talking to Littlefinger, I found her, but I'm paid to keep quiet on it. But here's where she's at. You know what I mean? Like, like he could be not that he would double cross Littlefinger. I don't know. He's he's sort of a wild card. Like the Mad Mouse is just kind kind of comes out of nowhere. And it's one of those characters where I I was so worried for years. And again, we're so many years later after the last book that I'm sitting here going like, it is no wonder. It's a freaking rat. One time I saw Matt turn around and, and get into all those cords he has behind his dad, like the rat's nest of cords. And I thought, this is what George is looking at when he looks at his series going, I put the mad mouse in here. Like all these characters he adds in, all these different layers. It is just absolutely uh, wild to think about. So, yeah, he could be interesting. Um, what is he going to do? What type of knight is the is the mad uh, mouse? Is he lying about some of his accomplishments and, and things like that? That's the piece that Brienne is always... Um, She's going through. She comes across different knights and she realizes they're not as honorable. Some are. Uh, some hold true to their to their vows. Some don't. Will 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 you know, does she challenge him? Um, yeah, and it's all in relationship to Sansa. So now Littlefinger himself, too, is is vying for power. He's got this year with the Lord's declarant, and he is up to something. I think the the poisoning uh sweet Robin is is interesting. He's been known to have other people poisoned and work working poison uh, poisonings and things like that. Uh, so that way his hand is clean of, of all these things. 
So I don't know how that would be discovered or what the deal would would be there. Because if he does accomplish that, then he's he's actually getting ready to marry um, possibly his his daughter or Sansa. Right. Will be will be then given over to Harry the heir. Right. That's that's the next. Um, they're all looking at him as as a possibility for for Sansa. So I don't yeah. know. Right here, too. Um, in George's original outline, uh, which we can go look at and stuff like that. Right. Um, it was supposed to be a perhaps John Arya Tyrion love triangle. But remember, he had initially planned for sort of like an aging up five year gap. And so Arya would have been a little bit older. And so some people have theorized going back to the is that the Sansa arc is that John and Sansa could get together because John would be a Targaryen. Right. And then Sansa would be a Stark, which would then also fit the idea of a song of ice and right. fire. It's not crazy. <laughs> which I mean, it is, but we, which, which we mostly think is all John and Danny, because we still think of John as a Stark more than we think of him as a Targaryen, because technically yeah. he grew up in the North and all this stuff. Right. But then it would actually be John as fire. If you want mm -hmm. to view that mm -hmm. way and Sansa Stark as, as ice. Which is so crazy because Sansa is more like her mother who's from the Riverlands, right? And then right. John is more like his mother, uh, who's from the north, you know. Right. But also he he's he's got his fire is that the fire blood in him, and he would represent a it's so bonkers to kind of think about how that would be flipped. And to right. think about the female line, George does that a lot, which is like yeah, you know, people talk about the black fire line and it was carried on through the female line or how the prince is really the princess and so on he's master of these sorts of uh um manipulations and we've all kind of lined up in our mind like when we think of targaryens we often just think of the, of the platinum hair and the eyes and so on but some of them were dornish some of them did yes. not look targaryen at all so they still represent do they still represent fire or not do you have to yeah so uh, that's that's a pretty cool one. Sansa is a total wild card, and I've never really known where to go uh, with, with with her because Maybe little George Finger. doesn't either, and that's why he's I, that's why we're so. stuck. That's why he's stuck because and, and Littlefinger's demise as well. I feel like that's going to happen, but I just don't know. It's going to. I think it's going to be infinite, totally different than the shows. Yeah, and it needs. In to fact, come. I would not be. I would. I think Littlefinger. We did a big thing about don't count out Littlefinger a while ago, and we basically said everyone just counts him even Jamie, mm -hmm. everyone. And he's, he's going to be his, his ending in the show is easily one of the worst easily. Mm -hmm. yeah. If not, if not the worst to be entirely honest. Well, it literally, it, it just feels like we need to kill him off. Right. Right. And he's one of those characters who's been around since the beginning, you know? So I always go back to like, the, these were characters who were early on in, in George's mind and he's using other characters. Like we talk about Val, we talk about, we brought up the mad mouse. We talk about these other, wildling characters who 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 show up or or whatever uh, other lords that uh, appear later in the series they don't matter as much they are that second wave and i know the five-year gap was the thing but like these are characters who've been around since the beginning he had a plan he had an outline with them and they will have their moment because they've just been near and dear to him and there's i mean in whatever way they can be to 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 the author but uh yeah little finger is um it's hard to tell. I always thought him and Varys were going to have some showdown. And I was waiting for that in the show. And it just never happened. I mean, he like Ar Arya. Why in the heck is Arya involved in any of that? I just, you know, Sansa, I get like, like she's had, had a history with him and, 
and that's that's going to be her big takedown. But I don't know. So yeah, we'll yeah. see. We can kind of dive yeah. all into it. Okay, let's move on to the Riverlands. This is Brienne and Jamie. Uh, they're both in Penny Tree. At least that's their last known location. And Brienne is looking for Sansa, and she's telling Jamie to follow her essentially. So last known plot points were having recently concluded the siege of Riverlands and Ravenhall tree. Jamie encountered Brienne, who is likely leading Jamie into a trap. The brotherhood without banners led by Lady Stoneheart has been hanging the phrase. Brendan Tully escaped river run. And as of the end of a dance with dragons has not been captured yet. Um, Davin Lannister plans to marry a fray girl. Jane Westerling heads to Casterly Rock under an escort by Sir Forley Prester and a few hundred guards. And um, at Comic-Con 2014, George did say that the prologue would have Jane Westerling in it. But mm -hmm. that was also 2014. Right. Who knows? Yeah, we think it's been changed. We think some of those things have, have been changed for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so th this is interesting. The, the, the Riverlands, Lady Stoneheart has always been a wild card too. Like just something the show never touched and where where will her arc go um i feel like her you know it's it's again it's got it this is where i think if you take out aria you could have something with brianne uh little finger um stoneheart and sansa and all of that kind of work itself out there not work itself out but like come to some sort of conclusion brendan telly is always interesting the fact that he did escape and is on the run uh, the blackfish and not knowing really where where that's gonna where that's gonna go. Uh, his brother is dead, and uh, yeah, we've and then what's his name? Catelyn's brother. He was captured, and then he's made sort of an alliance with Jamie. But now Jamie's um, right. off, Brandon, you know, yeah, uh, headed into this trap. I mean, it's I don't think I I, I think Lady Stoneheart is the key here in that. She is going to lose some of her support. I think that Thoros is going to turn on her and, and say, this is just, we've gone too far. This is not right. Um, Beric Dondarrion makes a sacrifice to bring her back because I think there's some sort of like uh, appreciation for Eddard Stark and this is his wife. And so he, he, he does this, but he didn't really have Thoros's blessing to give her that kiss. And she's just full of vengeance, hanging phrase. So she'll be a part of the Frey demise. But um, I, I think somehow Jamie and Brienne get out of this and Thoros could be a part of that. Right. I feel like Thoros could be could help them. He's more honorable. And I think he's going to see that it was like like Brienne's going to have to deal with the fact that she made these oaths and these vows. And she may have to kind of does she keep her oath or is she going to have to is it fulfilled? I mean, has she done everything that she can do? And is Lady, Lady Stoneheart just out of out of line? Um, I don't know. It's kind of how I feel about that. Okay. Section. Okay. Um, let's move on to, uh, next one here, which is the iron islands, right? Yeah. So POV characters include Aaron Dampier, Greyjoy, uh, who's hiding slash rallying the ironborn against Euron, uh, and godlessness in general. Uh, Dampier is reportedly in Great Wick rallying the Ironborn against Euron. So that's at least the last known plot points from him. Mm -hmm. But yeah. uh, we think we think actually quite differently what's going to happen with him because it seems like Euron's already got him. Euron's already got him. Yeah. And, and this is where we get into like, you know, when you when you consider the Winds of Winter uh, uh, release chapters, 
they could be, be they could be changed there could be a lot of things that are happening but at that one i mean that that idea is pretty well accepted that that he because Euron is a destroyer of gods and he he wants to he wants to be a god right all these all these um references and the symbolism around him suggest that he believes himself to be one that he has powers that other people don't have um that he's the crow's eye that he has uh his banner is is, is interesting he's amassing this force he's trying to get danny send his brother down with dragon binder to try and get danny and and, and um secure uh like a marriage. So he's power hungry. He doesn't just want to raid. He wants to go and conquer. He's just, he's this conqueror. Right. So I think he's got damp air and he's, he's a done man. Um, or he'll, he'll be turned into a thrall of some kind. Right. Yeah. And you're on himself is a whole thing that you could, that you could get into what this uh, Reddit post doesn't mention is, is really just him. And, and the fact that he is someone we're looking at just point of view characters right now, but I think in time we'll, we'll get that or we're going to get Sam looking out at Euron and his force or something. Right. You know? So, yeah. Okay. Uh, King's landing. So we can spend a lot of time here. So you have uh, big care POV characters, right? Uh, that's ultimately who these are focused on. It's just, is the POV characters. Uh, Cersei, she's in the red keep, uh, recovering her from her walk of shame, playing at patience. Cersei has opted for trial by battle, choosing Robert strong, AKA the mountain as her champion the faith sits supreme inside the city the high sparrow holds political and military power inside the city kevin lannister has been killed by Varys's little birds a tyrell host sits outside of king's landing to ensure a fair trial for marjorie formerly it was uh, invested in the siege of storm's end the crown is heavily in debt and the iron rank of bravos is backing stannis now yeah. So this is one that, you know, the show <laughs> it goes it goes in a direction where, man, Cersei gets all the Tyrells and everyone there. She blows up the Sept of Baelor. Tommen decides to kill himself. And that's really kind of the end of the faith. They're just we're done with them. You and I have talked about a lot of different possibilities. I am big onto this sort of the hound i i think i think we're getting clegane bowl early far earlier than the show in that excuse me the hound is the you know he he's seems like he's the grave digger right mm -hmm. at, at at that monastery and i think he could hear about or find out about or something be chosen by the faith as their champion and then we could get clegane bowl which would be super cool to have it early earlier and then it'd be not just sort of meaningless when that fight takes place it's essentially kind of meaningless to be entirely honest yeah and the show so i think i think that's a scenario the faith itself i mean they're gonna have to be dealt with i do not think they are going to be sticking around for very much longer i don't think they're mm -hmm. like the show got it 100 wrong and the faith are just are going to be around for a lot, lot longer, whether it is a Sept of Baylor blow blowing them up or something or they, or they lose their, their trial by combat or, or whatever. I, I do think the faith are not, are not long in winds of winter, but yeah. I just don't know that we're going to blow the Sept of Baylor up and have Tom and kill himself this in the same way. I think Marcella is actually a much more important piece. She's still alive. Unlike the show. 
and I, I think you and I, you and I have talked before about the idea that their roles might be a little flipped, in fact. Right. But right. I don't think Cersei's going to die due mm-hmm. to the dealing with the faith. But I don't. I do not know that Cersei's making it all the way to the end and sure. being a, a figure in the end like she is in the in the books. I think in the show, in the it's show. like it's like yeah. in the show. Excuse me. She could, you know, she's a she could be married to Young Griff. I don't think so, but right. she could be, and then that would give her power. And there's a lot of stuff. Or Danny could just come over and kill her. But right. So yeah, a couple of things. I mean, like I I, th- I agree with you totally that um, that Marcello be the one to maybe kill her own self because of things that happened to her her Dornish prince or things that happen with uh, sand snakes coming up into dark star. Kings. Yeah. All those different things. And then Tommen could be poisoned. We know that someone is poisoning a member of the King's guard who is kind of like his food taster, right? It feels like he is getting sick. So that's, mm-hmm. that's been interesting. Um, I feel like even if, even if Cersei loses, even if um Clegane bowl does happen and, and uh, Robert strong loses, I feel like, She's going to say, I'm going to take things into my own hands. She could at that, at that point say, okay, yeah, I, I lost. And the hound won on behalf of the faith. He ride the, the hound rides out of town. They come to take her in to like, uh, you know, punish her or like execute her. And she just blows them all up and says, I don't, I don't think so. That still could kind of happen. Uh, if, if, if you want it to now, the other thing is the winds of winter chapters. It's interesting because Ariane Martel when you look at those and we haven't really considered those and, and a lot of this, cause they're, they're shifting and they're changing. And one of the reasons why we don't is, is right here because the Tyrell host is sitting outside waiting and making sure that the Marjorie Tyrell trial goes well. But in like one of the winds of winter release chapters, we hear that young Griff is meeting Mace Tyrell on the field. So we don't know when, even those ones that are released, we don't know in which order they've been released or what events, how far into winds of winter, or when they've been kind of, you know, um, just like I guess just the, the sequence of events, you know what I mean? Because uh, he can tell you something that happens through a Cersei point of view chapter, and then you can go to another point of view chapter and then pick up the the, the story has moved on or whatever. So I think that one's a little bit definitely it's, the, it's like the trickiest one. King's Landing is, is so tricky. It can go in so many different ways. And Cersei, for sure, I think sticks around for a while. I'm just not so sure uh, if she'll stay in King's Landing or be betrothed. She doesn't want to get married anymore. So maybe she... I don't know. I don't know what young Griff is going to do. That's that's the real uh, tricky. I think he beats Mace Tyrell, and I think he is going to march right into King's Landing. I, it's just that can she defeat him too? Right. And 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 the other big another big huge difference. Kevin Lannister has been killed, right? And that and that is a bit because Kevin Lannister is killed in the Septic Baylor in the show, but Kevin Lannister in the books is a way bigger player, a way more valuable thing. The I the paranoia is going to be a much bigger factor for Cersei mm-hmm. in yeah. this. And Marcella, Marcella has been attacked. Kevin Lannister has been killed. And right. I mean, Cersei's downfall, I think will come at her own hands. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She's going to do something that, that uh, I love. We were in the Bannerman hangout and we had people talking about would is Cersei. Does she have such a change where in which it's like, the flaws of her early younger queen self. Right. I, I, that was me. Queen. I was, I was saying, that like, you? What okay, if, yeah. yeah. What if Cersei herself in theory is the Valonqar and that it was the younger, more beautiful. Yeah. Queen. Cause you look at all the decisions she made once she became queen, yeah. she, you know, is cheating on Robert with, with Jamie, you mm-hmm. know, boarding mm-hmm. kid. I mean, 
there's yeah so she's her own undoing yeah she could be her own undoing yeah yeah i i really like that uh, the, i and think the that would be and the decision to go have her life prophesied yeah you know like was that the that from that moment it's like she it's has such a controlling yeah right factor and, to her life yeah the, the other one one more quick just mention uh people mentioned marcella and like if that's the final loss is her daughter maybe tom and is poisoned first and she's leaning on marcella and she then kills herself and she's you know not really another queen but she is sort of next in line uh if if she doesn't like her mother for whatever reason again it still could be a combination of cersei's actions and her offing you know marcella's love interest and then who knows but just more things to kind of consider matt and i are throwing out all the different like uh not all but a, but a lot of just like tinfoily crazy ideas that we've read and things that have kind of come across our plate um in terms of these different regions for sure absolutely okay uh let's continue on here so the stormlands uh right so the stormlands pov chapters include john connington and ariane martell so in griffin's roost uh preparing to move on storm's end with aegon you know the young griff at the lead and Arya Martell's and Sunspear, which I guess is technically Dorn, but they're just lumping them in here. Uh, setting out to meet John Connington and Aegon, uh, young Griff. So having taken Griffin's roost in several castles in the Stormlands, Lord John Connington and Aegon Targaryen march on Storm's End. Two of these castles, Rainwood and Tarth, are held by a family of POV characters, Brienne and Davos. Per the Winds of Winter, Ariane 2, Storm's End was taken in a bloody siege by Aegon. Ariane Martell rides for Aegon, holding the power of war and peace and whatever message she sends back to Sunspear. Right. So this is the one I was mentioning, too. It, like, as, as you consider the Winds of Winter chapter, it's like how much stuff has happened in King's Landing. Have they heard rumor of this? Has Mace Tyrell, do we get a chapter where um, he talks with, with Cersei or whoever, and they move their forces out to face down um, John Connington and and uh, Aegon, right? I mean that that is that that could be happening. But this this is interesting because she does Aryan does allude to the fact that she has this power um, where she can either back young Griff or she could go destroy. She almost I think it's in the bone way, right? She has an army or an access uh, that she could send word, and that that force could either come in and do one of one of two things either either back young griff or take him out um they have to she wanted to meet him first right she was trying to get there uh to meet young griff and to, to assess him to see what type of person or or what type of dragon or character he he's going to be or what type of leader he would be but she she doesn't make it there in time so she's got an interesting decision to make in winds of winter for for sure yeah I agree with you. And I also think, you know, I've talked about the idea that John Connington is interesting because he has grayscale, unlike Jor Morma in the show. Right. And perhaps that John Connington could be sent to the Citadel to be healed, like we yeah. saw with Jorah in the show. And that John Connington that could could then potentially reveal information or what if, I mean, it'd be interesting if he goes to the Citadel and has a conversation with Sam and Sam's healing him from Grayscale and John Connington has this revelation that, wow, he might not actually be the son. It might be Jon Snow because Sam mm -hmm. is going to be there trying to learn about the Sphinx and the riddle and, yeah. Yeah. and, and, and could, and could learn that information there. So that could be, that could be interesting. That's just a theory I've always talked about and I've 
I've I've thought about because it's like why does Jorah get sent to the Citadel right. to deal with this grayscale when it's the other way around? So does that is that mean it's going to be John Con instead? When at some point George has to explain, you know, who who did tell? Like 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 who who knows the information that sent Eddard Stark to the Tower of Joy? Who are the people that were around that understand how Robert's Rebellion began and or or who who as you said who Jon Snow really is? Like those things have to trickle out in some way. And John Connington's a really interesting character. And at what point does would he go to the Citadel for this healing? You feel like it would be after a time of peace. So as this Redditor kind of alluded to, Ariane has that ability to kind of say, let's send overwhelming force in and siege uh, King's Landing and just take over. And now Dorne is in power and you've got this stuff. There's a time and a period where like a rest can set, like you can settle in and then John Connington can go get healed up from his grayscale. Like at that point, They've they've accomplished something. He can then go over there. So I feel like, he, yeah, he lives. I feel that that's one of the reasons why ever since you brought this up, Sir Matt, I've been thinking he can't do that right now or he's not going to do that right now. He wants to make sure he sticks around for, for young Griff, I think, as long as he can. But he'll quickly have to go over and get and get healed of this because it's concerning him. He keeps kind of pulling up his sleeve and and looking at it and realizing it's spreading. Uh, so, yeah, that that has always made me think that young Griff will prevail and that Varys and, and Illyrio have had been masterminding this for a long time. And Cersei has not been making great political maneuvers and she's well occupied with the faith and distracted by all of this and is probably tearing herself apart. And you got to consider like the sand snakes and Oberyn Martell moving all his pieces around. Well, actually even Oberyn versus the sand snakes. We were talking about dark star. We just did a great little uh, breakdown on who told on Arion Martell, you know, which of those individuals was talking to Doran and then, why did Dark Star strike Marcella? Uh, was he right. was he trying to start a war? Was that you know whatever? So there's a whole other sub kind of plot going on between King's Landing and Dorne, and then you just rolled Young Griff right in the middle of all of it too. Like that is just it's straight chaos. So again, another rat's nest, right? It's, it's that George just puts together, and it's it's so complex that it's really hard to untangle. So right. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so it, this kind of ties me right here into uh, the next one, which is the Reach, which is Sam, right? Who's at the Citadel. So the Ironborn under Euron Greyjoy have successfully seized the Shield Islands and the Arbor and are conquering more and more territory. By Samwell's last chapter, the Ironborn have pushed the Reacher Lords back to Old Town and are launching raids against the city. Uh, Paxter Redwine's fleet has crossed the step zones as of the Winds of Winter Ariane 1 and is on their way to fight the Ironborn. The glass candles are burning. Marwyn the Mage has departed Old Town for Daenerys Targaryen and Slaver's Bay. Samuel Tarly is studying, is starting maester training and encounters Pate, who could be Jack and Hagar, wearing the face of Pate at the Citadel. Brightwater Keep, home of the Florence, is likely still held by the Florence Stannis Baratheon loyalists. So there's a lot going on in Old Town and in the Citadel. And I think it is going to be a big focus of the Winds of Winter. Right. And and one one prediction I'd like to make is that Marwyn the Mage will probably, you know how we see Varys uh, stay with Danny and he's he becomes like an, like an advisor and he's there with Tyrion. I really think that will be Marwyn. Uh, the mage who has departed Old Town and is headed straight for Danny, and there'll be time for her to get back from uh, her adventures with with the Dothraki. So he's interesting. Uh, the fact that Euron is moving in here, our good friend Sir Jimmy was talking us through, and we'll bring him on at some point, maybe just to kind of talk about this whole idea that Sam the Slayer will be the one sort of defending 
your realm of knowledge or your city of knowledge, Old Town, the Citadel, and all these different different things, the high towers, and that he may have to defend them against the great Euron Greyjoy, and that he might even slay him. And uh, it, it's so crazy. And actually, stick around for our extended edition later on, where I'm going to talk more about some things that, that our bannermen revealed to me about the Sphinx in a special bow and the connection to Sam and, and his uh, archery skills and then connections to like my own theory with Rainey's Targaryen. I just think there, there's so much surrounding riddles and the Sphinx and Aemon Targaryen that I want to talk to you guys about because that's all going on here at the Reach. It's another one of those points, Matt, where like we talked in the far north, there's a lot of power, there's a lot of magic happening deeper. Um, there's a deeper magical element there. And in the Reach, it's not maybe as as obvious, but like Lord Hightower is doing something up in his high tower. Uh, Euron Greyjoy has magical artifacts. Sam is getting in here working with Marwyn the Mage, who's super into the higher mysteries. And they have glass candles, and you've got the freaking Sphinx. And you've got Jack right. and Hagar sneaking around. Like it is another right. just chaos-filled uh, kind of region where <laughs> so much is happening. And, and, and Sam has the horn. I mean, I know it's going to be it's it's going to be it's going to be super, super important. Sam's role is. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he could be the revealer of everything uh, right. to be to be entirely honest. So let's let's shift gears here. Talk about Dorn, which you and I actually did a we we just did, I think, a big mega Patreon episode. Yeah. Uh, it was yep. over like an Up hour, now. hour, hour long. You can go you can go check out. So we won't don't necessarily have to spend too much time in in. Uh, on Dorn and this, go check out that. Um, so it was like a mega breakdown about Dark Star and everything that's going on there. So um, POV characters include Arya Hotar, who's searching for Dark Star. With uh, Aris Oak, with Ares Oakheart dead, Sir Balan Swan rides with Arya Hotar in search for Gerald Darkstar Dane. Dorne has dispatched Lady Nymira Sand with Marcella back to King's Landing openly. Uh, secretly, he has also dispatched Tyene Sand as a Septa in order to learn more about the High Sparrow. Doran has also dispatched Ariane Martell to investigate the claims of Young Griff, Aegon the Sixth. Two Dornish armies lie in wait within the Dornish marches, awaiting only a word from Ariane slash Doran to commence war. I mean, and if there's anything the show got wrong more than than is dorn they didn't even know what to do with dorn the ratings started to drop a little bit and they're just like scrap it now right right they gave up on that in, in, in entirely so i think you're right that uh dorn is is way more interesting than we think and it, it is directly connected to all the stuff that is happening in king's landing uh it's also in proximity really close to the reach this is great the way we've kind of worked from the far north all the way uh down here because these things in proximity they they connect with one another right so Something interesting about Surveillance Swan is there's a there's a great theory out there about his sigil, it being sort of one half white, one half uh, black, and you get into the house of of uh, black and white, you get all those different sort of uh, connections to like Werewood and these and and um, your your dark kind of dragon glass uh, looking color, and so he's going down. He, his brother uh, Donald Swan is is interesting, but yeah, there's something there's there are theories about. Him going down to face um, Gerald Dane, aka Dark Star, uh, which, which which is fascinating. As Matt said, we 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 covered a lot of that and what Obara Sand might be doing. The other piece that's interesting here that you mentioned is Nymeria Sand. I mean, the Sand Snakes are going out and doing their thing. They're going like like Doran has now got them moving and, and has them going into King's Landing. So 
and he's got Ariane assessing who young Griff is this to me, it seems like if you wanted revenge back, this army, if you beat the Tyrells and you can get Tyene sand in next to the Septa or Cersei takes care of the, um, the, the, the high sparrow, excuse me. Um, if you, if you can get rid of him and take care of the faith by God, the Dorn's got it right. They can just get in there, lock arms with young Griff. And it seemingly will work out for Dorn until I think you have Danny come up, you know, show up. I feel like too many alliances will be made too quickly. I feel like he should have waited for his aunt, air quote, aunt, like young Griff should wait until she comes with her dragons. And, and this might offend her if he doesn't just present her the throne. You know what I mean? Like if young Griff is, is sitting there, I feel like this is where Dorn is going to get themselves in a bit of, of, of trouble. They've waited so long. And when they finally do strike, things look good. They, they, they acquire King's Landing. They root Cersei out. They get their revenge on the Lannisters only to be just wasted and destroyed because they picked the wrong dragon. Quentin's mission failed and Arianne seems to be successful in gaining access to Aegon. Uh, but really he's not the, the dragon who's going to reign. You know, I feel like that might be the way that goes. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And again, we did we just did a massive Patreon episode on on, on that. So if you guys really yeah, want to dive a lot more to Dorn, uh, be sure to check that out. So the free cities include yeah. Arya Stark, right? She's in Mercy's bedroom in Bravos, uh, rejoining a play after murdering Raph the Sweetling, right? Remember, she's training mm -hmm. uh, with the House of Black and White. So um, per the Mercy, the Winds of Winter sample chapter, Arya is in the midst of a, of a mummer sub-training as part of her Faceless Man training. Sir Horace Swift, Master of Coin from the Iron Throne, is in Bravos, attempting to get the Iron Bank of Bravos to negotiate its debt and get back on good graces with the Iron Bank. And then Arya murders Raph the Sweetling. I think Arya's immediate arc is going to be pretty similar. To be honest, she's going to learn just enough to whatever it is she needs to learn. She's going to end up being like, I am Arya Stark, leaving and heading back to Westeros and begin a reign of terror. Right. Honestly, this is probably the quickest one we're going to do because I really don't I don't know that it's going to go much different. It seems to be kind of straightforward that this might be a point where he could throw us a curveball. Um, I don't know. I think maybe some other minor characters kind of uh, creep in here or we learn something else about other plot lines like if she overhears some stuff right because that's her thing she's been sneaking around I, like maybe that's a possibility but it seems to be the 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 inner workings of this group uh, the the faceless men and that also might be interesting to learn about someone who's on a mission over in old town right i feel like that's the only other tricky bit that might come out of this is she's going to learn about events around the world but otherwise as far as what she's going to do it's just acquire the the yeah. training and the knowledge and and bounce now, when Arya comes back, I think I Arya for me, like potential scenarios include I can see Arya. I've said this before, being the reason that Lady Stoneheart dies. Like to me, Lady mm -hmm. Stoneheart is kind of like a ghost and that it's lingering in this world. And then if it were to see Arya, like the real Arya alive mm -hmm. and safe, it would kind of be like, I, all right, I I don't need. Maybe she gives her mercy. You know, maybe she. Right. She, right. Right. Gives her the gift of mercy. Nice. which would be interesting or cool and um other than that i think aria is going to come back. i aria could be the one to kill cersei aria could be the one on to list, come, yeah. come kill the you know walter Frey like she does in the show i mean there's 
Mm-hmm. She's going to come back and start working on her list. I I think she's likely to run into the Hound again and have a different relationship with him. I think that's pretty yeah. likely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think she's going to be the one to kill Littlefinger like we saw on the show. Yeah. But I, to me, Arya's coming back, and probably by the end of Winter Winter, she'll be back. That might even be her final chapter, just her stepping foot on Westeros. Yeah. And then we and then her and then her reign of terror begins in the next book. But I to, to her seems real straightforward. I think it's just she's going right. to come back. Yeah, it, th- this is going to sound and I will totally admit this is just straight tin foil. And as you sit around, you think about like crazy things that could happen. We mentioned earlier on the show that Sansa could end up marrying John, right? The whole fulfilling the target, her marrying a Targaryen situation. And maybe then that doesn't mean she's queen of the north. And that who would be the queen of the north? The only other queen you, 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 that you could have from the Stark family would be Arya, which would be highly unlikely, right? The idea that she has, she's, she totally doesn't want this whole uh, life of being like a, uh, a, a lady or like a princess or, or, or even a queen. And that we all kind of were, I was thinking when the show was going on, I'm like, oh my God, she's going to marry Gendry. The whole thing's going to go down. She's, it's going right. to be such a twist or whatever. They did not do that, but she does reclaim her name. I think she is going to reclaim. She's not no one. She is Arya Stark. Um, and what does that mean? Does that mean she's going to do something more for her family and go back to, to family loyalties and what matters uh, for this story? And then at the end, she bounces to a or whatever, or West of Westeros. I don't know, but uh, it would be interesting to see her go on her reign of terror and then settle down somewhat because her list is the people that she keeps mentioning on her list. They're getting killed. She, she kills a few of them, but most of them are getting killed. So she runs out of people to kill. And then what does she do? I don't know. Right. I mean, that's right. yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've actually, I've often thought that could be interesting as well. Like the idea that, uh, like 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 the idea that um Arya ends up sort of becoming a lady and that Sansa who wanted that life ends up being like I'm done like I've right. I've, yeah. I've I've had I've had enough I've had enough of, of this right. right so yeah that would be, be crazy that would twist. be interesting as well um okay i think the, uh just a few more here yeah. so we did the free cities so I only have two left so the Dothraki sea okay so this is a big one obviously Mm-hmm. Um, this is really we could really start to just kind of view these these last two in all honesty together yeah. because yeah. let's read them um, together. Yeah, yeah. So it's so first of all, it's just going to be Daenerys, Daenerys and the Dothraki Sea, right? The last thing we see with Daenerys is Daenerys and Drogon are in a place that Danny calls Dragonstone. Uh, Cal Joko and his Kalasar nearby and eventually confront Danny. Um, George said that Mago, one of Cal Jogo's blood riders, will be a reoccurring character in the Winds of Winter, right? Remember Danny's. So, again, some of that's Winds of Winter, but if you pull back, the last thing we see is Danny is taken off by Drogo or Drogon, excuse me. And then we're going to go into the sort of what is it? Uh, the Do- Dosh Kaleen where she yeah. is, yeah, she's picked up by the wives. I think immediately her arc is going to be kind of the same as the show, she's going to have to kill all those women and make them realize yeah. that she's the real deal. Yeah. You know, yeah. <clears throat> she's going to come forth with a Dothraki army back to slavers Bay and take uh, over. And then I think she'll, she's going to be in Westeros by the end of the book. Yeah. The big question though is Euron. Does she meet up with him? Does she interact with him? Mm-hmm. In the show, we see her when she ends up coming over. She goes and meets with the Tyrells and Dorne and right. 
uh, Yara in the show, which is Asha in the books and yeah. forming, beginning to form an alliance. And then we go from there. Right. So I would, so, so to me, her arc is pretty similar the way it goes down in the show initially. And then it's going to be a big peace mover as to what's going on with young Griff. Cause young Griff is such a game changer for her. She could end up marrying young Griff. She could view him as the mummer's dragon. There's right. a lot. Yeah, I, I feel like with a dragon and with with Danny and, and this whole idea that Quake has been reminding her to, to remember who she is and all these prophecies she's seen, she's just more and more going to become um, the dragon. And she's she's going to really embrace this. She's the princess that's promised all these different things. She is going to fly out of there. I think at this point, it's like enough is enough. You've done everything you can up until she is this this whole bit, the assassination attempt, and then she's flying out on Drogon and she has like dysentery at the end of that chapter. And she's like really losing it. And that's why I think Mago will have the point of view chapter. I think she's going to be sick um, and they're going to help her offer help, but like return her, as you said to the wives. And yeah, she's going to burn that down once she gets like her power back, if you will uh, gets Drogon leads them back. And, and as you said, marches right on to Westeros. The interesting part is just when she gets to Westeros, what happens? Who is, who is sitting on the iron throne? Is it young Griff? Is it Cersei? Uh, is it someone else who's married to young Griff? What type of alliance has Dorne made there? And what has Euron done with Old Town? Has Sam been able uh, to, to keep him at, at bay? Um, and is he going to swing on around and try to, you know, court Danny himself? Because his brother, it seems like he's going to fail. He's trying to right. actually present himself as, as a... Um, as an option for marriage, right? So the whole his dar thing too, all that stuff's going to get shut down. It's all just going to be, I, she's done with it. If you want to come with me, we're moving on. We are, we're out of here. I, I just, I, I know it's a uh, there the, the, the green grace and there's some really complicated politics, the sons of the harpy going on in there that Barris and Selmy has to deal with. And while Danny is doing her thing, Matt, right. As, as she's dealing with the wives and all of that, we will see Tyrion in his arc with Barris and Selmy continue They'll finish up all of that scheming and political backstabbing and stuff, and that will have proven that that'll be Tyrion's way to get make some points. Maybe Marwyn the Mage shows up there as well, works with Tyrion, and they prepare a way for Danny to exit. Um, and that I think will do wonders for them. And as far as getting into her good graces, you know, those are people working on her behalf, uh, and that'll be good. So yeah, agreed. Okay. Let's finish here with Slaver's Bay. So we have Barris and Selmy, Tyrion and Victorian Greyjoy, who are our point of view characters. So Barris and Selmy was last seen south of Marine attacking the, uh, the south camp of the young Kaiash army. Tyrion was seen outside of Marine in the Second Son's camp, mocking fools, successfully convincing Brown Ben Plum to turn. And Victorian Greyjoy was in Slaver's Bay, uh, waiting aboard his flagship with Morico, preparing to have his three thralls below uh, below the dragon horn. So per the Winds of Winter sample chapters by Barristan, Victorian, and Greyjoy, the Battle of Fire is in full swing. Barristan and his mixed army of unsullied sellswords, pit fighters, and free companies is successfully defeating the slavers as he encounters them. The Windblown have turned on Yunkai and are attacking the slavers in this camp. Tyrion is successfully convincing the Second Sons to turn on the Yunkaiish. Rhaegal is flying over Slaver's Bay while Viserion has returned to the Yzerine uh, Pyramid. And the Ironborn have broken through the Slaver's feet and are landing soldiers on the beaches. So yeah, we're definitely going to be seeing a big battle from the get-go. Euron's going to be involved. Uh, and this one is like could be is going to be so massively different 
than the show because you're on, I think is end game. If I have to really sort of pick somebody and we're going to be blowing dragon binder perhaps. Mm-hmm. And that'd be a big game changer. Yeah. It's crazy. He's got his, his brother there, Victorian blow, like using three people to blow it. It's going to consume them. I mean, Makaro is there uh, talking and you know, he's, he's, he's definitely a red, um, Magical individual who I think will see some see some things in the flames. The fact that they're landing, the fact that the Ironborn are landing there and and going into this battle is crazy. Karth ship Karths or ships from Karth have shown up. Uh, like there's a lot going on. Barrison Selmy is is headed into war, and it's people are, are guessing that maybe he won't make it. I kind of think he does, um, and that he that he I will come too. back. I I, I think, think Barrison. I I don't know. I think Barrison is is going to end up making it. again. Some of this because, goes into the some of this just goes into the idea that just because those sample chapters are subject to change. Yeah, yeah, for sure they are. And and here's the thing too. I, I feel like um, who is who is left there then in charge for you know to to represent Danny. Danny's not there. She's not going to be there. She's going to go back, I believe, uh, to with with to the Dothraki Sea. And so, or she, that's where she's at. It's going to take a while for her to get back to the city. So they've got to handle things and for anyone to get in power or, or to secure the city for Danny on her behalf, like Barrison still needs to be at the head of that to sanction like, yes, Tyrion's okay. Um, and, and, and to allow him to be an advisor, hopefully Marwin makes it, uh, maybe Victorian does get in there and he does something. Maybe he does help in some way, but, uh, when Danny shows up, maybe there is a tentative alliance between, her Maybe. and the Greyjoys, perhaps, because they are landing troops and they're coming in to to do their own thing. Although they're pretty aggressive in and saying that they want her to kind of bend, well, not bend the knee, but like you know, make this uh, this alliance. I don't think she's gonna, I don't think she's gonna like that too much. But again, she's not there, so you have to have Barristan still there to, I think, okay a lot of this stuff. So his star is uh, no one trust. I mean, there's so much going on with the Sons of the Harpy that you, no one can trust anyone right now, and so he's right. one of her loyal you know, subjects. So right. he's got a, he's Tyrion, got I think might find where whores go. We Maybe. could run into, we yeah. could, we could run into, um, Taisha, which is, oh one, my God, which, yes. is which is one theory. that, yeah. that people have definitely talked about. Um, but yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I mean, so much of this is, is to me, I just view it as you're on Victorian dependent of what's going to ultimately happen over there. And that's going to influence Danny big time. Yeah, I. I guess it just depends. If you, I, for starters, I, I think there's zero percent chance that even if Young Griff like marries Cersei or even Sansa, mm-hmm. that Euron marries Daenerys, like zero percent chance, which is like yeah. his idea, right? I'll go over there yeah. and I'll marry her, and we'll we'll go we'll go. From well, there. I think you're. I think Euron. I think Euron might actually win, mm-hmm. and take over a lot of Danny's territory, mm-hmm. because. Danny's going to be she's gone and so then that's going to give her even more reason to so, just be like all right I'm done with this and I have a Dothraki army now and I'm just going to go take over Westeros but right. I don't think Euron then goes and teams up with Cersei like he does in the show yeah the only reason he would is so you know um th- with with Old Town being just south of Casterly Rock right so like when Euron is is like laying siege, kind of to everything that's happening, and Sam is is doing his thing at the, at Old Town, if Young Griff does kick Cersei out, and the Dorn and Martell and like 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 Arion, all of them make their way, they beat the Tyrells, 
the the faith is gone or whatever decimated and cersei has to retreat to the rock it does put her closer to the iron islands and it does put her closer to euron and some wealth and some you know uh i don't know like that like if it doesn't work out if his brother can't secure a marriage alliance with danny then maybe he does go ahead and say all right i'm gonna go ahead and marry cersei i don't know that is the the, the really tricky part is to figure out how she gets maneuvered around and, and where she goes because jamie's out in the riverlands doing his thing so uh your your lannisters in power are it, it's just it's just cersei kevin kevin's been killed um so i feel like what do you do when you're when you can't win this battle against young griff and the golden company and the tyrells are defeated out on the field and dorn sends its army you know like when dorn steps in and says we have these these forces in the bone way and they take over king's landing Boom, I think she's got to hightail it out of there. And I think she'll go back to Casterly Rock where she is can be safe. That's the only way I think that she, if you if you said, oh, they have to be together, Euron and Cersei, right. which that's just what the show does. But let's say that's that's an option. I feel like the best way to get those two together is to have her out of King's Landing. So I agree. I don't know. I agree. Yeah. But okay. Well, that is a breakdown of most of, I think just about every region, like all the POV characters that we know about heading into winds of winter. So we can definitely come back and talk about more people uh, specifically. Right. Cause uh, there's a to, bunch to, to of underlying, <laughs> right. There's a bunch of underlying theas and stuff like that. I definitely want to do one about Rickon soon. That's like just a very, uh, we already did one, but what uh, we asked you guys in a, in a community poll on our, on our YouTube page, uh who who did you guys want specific big breakdowns on and it was overwhelmingly val who we did and then also rickon so we want to come back and do a rick on stark video so with that guys again we did a big dorn breakdown as well on our patreon so you can check that out uh that was about an hour-long episode just about what's going on with dorn and when's winter dark star focused aria hota aria martel uh so you can check that out as well go ahead and as and Matt, I, 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 one last pitch here. Friends, I have figured it out. And Matt will back me up on this. Sir Ryan, Sir Jimmy, we're watching some NFL last night. And guys, I went through and I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a well-polished kind of theory on, on some stuff I've done before regarding Sorella Sand, the Sphinx, and Rainey's Targaryen. And I want if you to, to come listen to that in extended edition. If you can find holes in it, I want you to poke holes in it. All right, if you can find evidence that helps uh, add to it, let me know and send that to me ASAP so that way I can better refine the theory and and make it make it you know make it something that's that's kind of kind of cool. I feel like it's it's unique and it still has some I don't know, I feel like it still's got some some credit. There's there's still a possibility yeah. here for it. So Absolutely awesome. All right guys, so with that as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time and remember that winter is coming. Thank you.